0: In order to celebrate 5 years and 20 issues of Cleaver Magazine, we are interviewing senior editors to hear their thoughts on their time with the magazine. It was my privilege to interview Nathaniel Popkin, the fiction review editor here at Cleaver. Nathaniel is a writer, editor, historian, journalist, and the author of 5 books including the novel Everything is Borrowed, which is forthcoming in May 2018 from New Door Books. He's the co-editor of Who Will Speak for America, a literary anthology in response to the American political crisis, also forthcoming from Temple University Press. He's the fiction review editor of Cleaver Magazine, as well as a prolific book critic focusing on literary fiction and works in translation. His work has appeared in The Wall Street Journal, Public Books, The Rumpus, Tablet Magazine, Lit Hub, The Millions, and The Kenyon Review, among many others. Nathaniel and I sat down, he in his office in Philadelphia where he lives and works, and me in my office in Seattle. And we talked about literary criticism, works in translation, and Philadelphia as a literary scene. So. Uh, how about you tell me a little bit more about your role with Cleaver?
1: I've been, you know, I read a lot of literary criticism or have been over the last few years for lots of different publications. And I had a sense of what I liked about it and what I wanted to do with it and where I wanted to take it. And so somehow proposed to her, I don't even remember that uh, Cleaver should have a, a, a... book review section and that that would um be an interesting feature that could develop into something and it really just it just came naturally and then we started to assemble a cadre of of writers
0: so i guess what was it that drew you to cleaver specifically to start this this sort of project
1: there was a couple things one i liked the vision for um, for a literary magazine that was unbeholden to anything else, um, that really was focused on the quality of the work, uh, the range of the work, that promoted young writers, um, and that sought to do something in a in a kind of uh, with a kind of seriousness, I guess. Uh, and I think it was, more than that, really, was the opportunity to start a review section um, that would focus on independent press and work in translation that was mostly being, and still is, mostly overlooked.
0: So what about, what about work in translation makes it important to uh, have the, the criticism on?
1: You know, there's a whole world out there. And there's a whole world that we're, we're, where people don't give a shit or think about the United States of America or English language culture at all. and those worlds are vast, they're complicated, they're real and we barely have any sense of them whatsoever and there's lots of ways of getting a sense of them. you could you could learn a, another language and say, read the Budapest daily newspaper. You could watch foreign films. You could travel. And you can read literature, and literature always ends up being this magnificent entry into minds, events, and places. And for me, as someone who cares deeply about literature that emerges from place, that is connected from place, that explores place um that seemed like an obvious thing to me.
0: I'm definitely happy to see more work in translation, even in small literary magazines.
1: And the other thing about it, when you're uh trying to well, we're trying to create a rich conversation. And we're trying to think in a very serious manner about literature of quality. And so you get that because what even what we get in translation to the U.S. or to the English-speaking world is a select bit of what's out, a very select bit of what's out there, right? So, but often that means it is a very high quality. The, the, the concept, the process, the system, the world of translation is kind of infinitely interesting. And it's interesting at an intellectual level, it's interesting at a cultural level, and I think for anyone who's interested in the way that people think about language, translation is just kind of an infinite, deep pool. And
0: so when you, when you think about producing these, these book reviews or these works of criticism, how do you see your role as an editor coming into play?
1: It's tough. So one thing to say that really needs to be understood is that all of us, I think, work on Cleaver as a sideline. No one's getting paid. That's important to remember, right? So we're producing this very, very uh, high level magazine without, also without it actually being real in the way that reality is judged in this country through the marketplace. And so we're doing it on the side. We're doing it with purpose, but we're also doing it, but also as a result of it being on the side, the amount of intention is tempered a little bit. However, we do try to have a cleaver approach. A lot of times the readers aren't going to know who the writer is, who's the author, and why then care? Why do you want to care about this person's book? Is it just because of the subject or the plot? Maybe. But maybe there's something more that it can be embedded in. Looking at what the interesting contexts are and situating the book, the author, into that those contexts enriches, it seems to me, what we can do with a book review. There's ways of connecting a little old book review to something much, much bigger and therefore making books and literary life more relevant.
0: So is that, what, is that what sets a good book review apart from a subpar one is relevance or context?
1: In my opinion, um, a good book review situates the book so that it can be understood on its own terms and helps the reader to understand where it came from and what it means to us as readers and, if, and that it would be the relevance. So I think yes, I would say yes, absolutely. A really great one will engage, at, engage with the work at multiple levels and bring it to life. And that's what we try to do.
0: To move away a little bit from that uh, subject, uh, from what I read about you and what I know about you, you're a, you're a Philadelphia writer.
1: Yeah, I'm a Philadelphia writer.
0: And uh, so what does that mean to you? To what extent does this idea of community impact your writing?
1: Me as a Philadelphia writer means two things. Um, One, in a a very basic level, uh, over the years I've engaged with this place as subject of my writing, sometimes object of my writing, and sometimes setting for my writing. And it's just given me this sort of almost not, but not quite infinite world to explore past, present and sometimes future material-wise to work with. It's also though, as I've been around for a long time, community at publisher level, writer level, journalist level, um, reader level, bookstore level. We have great archive libraries and literary societies here. Um, that are important and so engaging with them too. So there's a very rich, it's just a very rich life. And because Philadelphia's story goes, it has an origin story that's connected to the American origin story and deeply connected of course, but that it's a place that has produced its own culture, its own particularity over a very long period of time, it allows it to be a great literary subject. For me, it's that well. Cleaver is part of that well. It's situated itself there from the get-go. There is a Philadelphia connection to Cleaver that is important, but also doesn't limit it. And I think that's an important concept.
0: What is the best advice you've been given as a writer or as an editor?
1: Don't overstate. In In fact, the opposite. Pull back as hard and as long as you can and let let the power of what you're concerned with come through on its own On the Edge is a production of Cleaver
0: Magazine this episode was produced by me, Ryan Evans with music from Simon Aspinall thanks for listening